I'm Lisa Stone, and you are listening to Season 8 of Parenting Aces. Welcome to Season 8 of the Parenting Aces podcast. We had a little break while I went on vacay with my daughters, but we are back and have a great conversation this week. Y'all are all very familiar with Todd Whittem, especially those of you who have been listening to the podcast for a while. Todd has done many, many episodes, and I thought it would be so fun to actually talk to some parents who have taken their kids to Todd. So we've done an episode or two in the past where Todd has been on with one of the parents, but this time it is solely the parents. And they offer a unique perspective. And and what I think is so cool is one family goes, takes the kids and goes to see Todd and have the kids work with Todd on school breaks or in the summer, you know, just when they can take a week and go down there. The other family, however, has made the decision to actually relocate down to Florida so that the children can work with Todd full time. So you're going to get some very, very interesting uh, perspectives on what those decisions entail and how these families are working through them. So I hope you enjoy my conversations with us will be Lisa Hendricks and Lila and Frank Kim. And they are friends. They were friends first before uh, connecting at Todd's uh, facility. And actually, Lila and Frank took their kids down there. And then Lisa found out about it and decided to take her kids. So, it's um, it's a very unique opportunity to speak with these parents, and they share some very, very interesting information. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Lila and Frank Kim and Lisa Hendricks. We have Lila and Frank Kim and Lisa Hendricks with us this week. They are all three tennis parents. They all three have worked with Todd Whittem, who my listeners, y'all know Todd. Yeah, he's been on this podcast a million times, but it's so fun to have just the parents on this time. So welcome, all of you. Hi, Lisa. Thanks for having us. So I'm going to jump right in. Lila and Frank are actually at the Easter Bowl. Lisa is back home in Kansas, and I am in Atlanta, and so we're just kind of spread out today. But Lila and Frank, I'm going to start with y'all, and I wanted to just ask you, first of all, um, how old and what gender is your child that works with Todd? Mm-hmm. So our oldest is, uh, we have a daughter, she is 13 years old, and we have a son who is 11 years old. And they both work with him. And they both work with him. We're, um, you know, we, they started tennis in Springfield, Missouri, but we're going to be with Todd full time as of um, April. Well, we're going to jump into that because I have lots of questions about that that decision mm-hmm. and, and how your family came to that. I think that's so interesting. And Lisa, how about you? So I have two daughters. One is 13 and one is 16. And they both work with Todd um, on a basis on, on when we can find the time because we are primarily in Kansas City. Got it. And and you guys know each other? Uh, I mean, did you know each other before connecting yes. through Todd? 
Yes. So Lisa yeah, I and have... I are, are friends. Yes. <laughs> well, that's I nice. will add that I'm very fortunate to be Lila's friend. I think in the course of this discussion, you will find that a lot of my, a lot of what I've learned, too, I've benefited from Lila's hard work and her experience. Well, I think, yeah, that's going to be interesting to dig into. And, and, you know, this whole idea of tennis parents coming together and forming a community and supporting one another instead of being in competition with one another is a very important part of what Parenting Aces is about. So I think this is going to be awesome. I'm excited to chat more with you guys. So Lila and Frank, I'm going to start with y'all. How did you find Todd? So, um, you know, we moved to Springfield, Missouri from Los Angeles um, when our oldest, uh, Kate, was, you know, nine months old. And, and she only knows Springfield, Missouri as her, as her main home base. And right around when she was nine, almost 10, she started um, picking up tennis and taking some tennis lessons um, in Springfield, Missouri. And, um, and, as, and, and, and about a year or two after she started playing tennis, uh, a friend of a, a tennis pro by the name of Jessica Colden moved to moved to Springfield, Missouri, and um, and she grew up um, practicing and playing tennis in South Florida. Her and her brother and with Todd and Pierre, um, and uh, so we hired her to hit with our daughter on a on, on an almost daily basis in Springfield, Missouri. And after a certain while, she started suggesting that perhaps we should um, take our kids somewhere else to further their tennis development. And that's when she informed us of Todd Whittem. So that's how we got to know Todd, through Jessica Colvin. Okay, and, and Jessica felt that as a coach, she just wasn't equipped, or were there not enough kids, or what was the reason... Yeah. Yeah, she didn't feel like Springfield, Missouri had the type of um, junior tennis um, development that our kids needed for what we for what we wanted for them. So, which was what that we go, which was you know we wanted them to really um, understand their potential um, and be be in, a, in an environment where they can where they can understand their potential and reach their potential and and have someone really just kind of um, teach them not only technically but mentally and and physically and and get them get them to a point where we felt like they could they could reach um that I don't think they would have necessarily reached if we had stayed in in Missouri and how old were the kids when y'all made that choice um so when they were when my daughter was um almost 12 you know we actually um we we met Todd um, somewhere after she turned 12, but we actually moved to Kansas City, Kansas, before we made the decision to come to Todd permanently. We wanted to put them in a in a bigger um, academy um, environment because in Springfield, Missouri, we didn't have that. Uh, it was a very it was a very small group. Um, you know, um, not a lot of um, not a lot of tennis players. Um, so we wanted them to experience kind of the big academy and, and, and have some friends and be social. So we moved to Kansas City, Kansas, and, and we stayed there for about a year and a half. And they were, they were part of a pretty large, uh, well-run um, academy in Kansas City. And then um, just last month, you know, we went to Todd, and we spent one month with Todd and Pierre in Coral Springs. 
And um, after, after, you know, really just, you know, even before that, I had already made the decision we were going to make the move. But after seeing, you know, just a couple of the sessions with Todd, you know, it was, it was cemented that that was the right thing to do for us. And how were y'all able to take a month away and do that? Because that's, that's a pretty big commitment. Right. So my daughter does um, Stanford Online High School program. So she has, you know, she has a pretty flexible schedule. Um, my son was in a brick and mortar school in, in, um, in Kansas City. However, um, when I spoke with the school, they said they would just simply disenroll, unenroll him. And if we decide to come back, they would just re-enroll him. But we're going to transition him into an online um, program as well. Um, I homeschooled him for one year when he was like in second or third grade. So we're going to just homeschool him for the rest of the school year and enroll him in an online school starting um, starting next school year. Got it. And if I can ask, and, and Lisa, I promise I'm getting to you. Hang on one second. That's but, fine. <laughs> if I can ask, what are your kids' goals with their tennis? You know, for my daughter, if you ask her now, she will say that she wants to play college tennis. Um you know, her, her goal is, I think, to have as many options as possible in terms of which college she can play at. Um, academically, she's a very strong student. Um, so, you know, her goal is to play college tennis. My son, who's 11, uh, if you ask him, he'll say, you know, he's definitely interested in, in figuring out whether he wants to play college tennis or go pro. So, you know, he's kind of keeping an open mind about what he wants to do. Um, and I'm just supporting, supporting their, their goals. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, Lisa, let's let's switch gears. So how did you first hear about Todd Widow? Well, as I slightly alluded to earlier, um, I found out from Todd from Lila. And Lila is the kind of parent who I find to be on top of most things, um, almost all things. She researches um, prior to almost every decision she makes. And... Um, has a great habit of identifying true value in, in, in tennis as well as in other parts of her life. So I value her opinion. And so when she told me about Todd, I uh, looked him up. He had a couple of podcasts. They may have been through you. I didn't know at the time if I the source of them and uh, relied on really Lila's experience because she had sent her children there first before I did. And um, based on that, I made a decision that I would like to try to get my kids down there and get them exposed to that type of training. And so talk about your your daughter's first contact with him. What was that like? When we showed up, we happened to have, it was right after the uh, beginning of the year this year. And in her high school, they have something called a Jan term, which is your first week back to school. And you can develop an independent study, or it's just a week of classes that, you you wouldn't otherwise take. They're not really academic focused. So um, instead of staying here and taking classes, we went down to Todd's for a week. And Todd um, had a lesson with both of them. I think they were nervous. They had heard a lot about the uh, physicality of the clinic from the Kim's children. And they did train a little bit before they went so they could make sure they were in shape. So they were nervous. But I, I, Todd was very good with them. Um, he observed them. He had a hour lesson with each one of them prior to them starting his academy. And based on that experience, after they spent the hour with Todd, I think they, he was able to make them comfortable and they were less nervous about going into the academy. And so what 
What's so different about what Todd does versus what your children were getting in Kansas City? And I'll ask you both, and Lisa, you can start if you don't mind. Well, uh, first, I am a big believer. I, I, I do believe in them, um, and I see it in my old children, own children. They develop a loyalty to a coach, and I think that is good, and that should be fostered. But I also believe in having others another pro occasionally look at your child and just identify things that may not have been noticed by um, the pro that they are normally with. Um, And I found that while I really do um, like the academy that they currently are in in Kansas City, that it is one of those bigger academies that is primarily based on private instruction as far as or private lessons where you receive your individual instructions and then you go out in the academy and you hit and I thought it would be great for my girls to go out and every minute that they're on that court to be held accountable for what they're learning so to not be able to hit a ball into the net and not know why they did it or not being required to go and do it correctly 10 times in a row to kind of change that environment so they could understand the intensity of the tennis instruction that Todd offered as well as a view into the intensity of the tennis that other juniors are getting um, who are not currently. I I find this type of tennis either specific to homeschoolers or more often found in the areas where you can play year-round outdoor tennis, not necessarily in the Midwest. Gotcha. And I, I neglected to ask you, Lisa, what are your girls' goals for their tennis? I think both of them. Um, my six-year-old was a little late to starting. I'm Lisa Stone, and you are listening to Season 8 of Parenting Aces. Welcome to Season 8 of the Parenting Aces podcast. We had a little break while I went on vacay with my daughters, but we are back and have a great conversation this week. Y'all are all very familiar with Todd Whittem, especially those of you who have been listening to the podcast for a while. Todd has done many, many episodes, and I thought it would be so fun to actually talk to some parents who have taken their kids to Todd. So we've done an episode or two in the past where Todd has been on with one of the parents, but this time it is solely the parents and they offer a unique perspective. And and what I think is so cool is one family goes, takes the kids and goes to see Todd and have the kids work with Todd on school breaks or in the summer, you know, just when they can take a week and go down there. The other family, however, has made the decision to actually relocate down to Florida so that the children can work with Todd full time. So you're going to get some very, very interesting uh, perspectives on what those decisions entail and how these families are working through them. So I hope you enjoy my conversations with us will be Lisa Hendricks and Lila and Frank Kim. And they are friends. They were friends first before uh, connecting at Todd's uh, facility. And actually, Lila and Frank took their kids down there. And then Lisa found out about it and decided to take her kids. So 
it's um, it's a very unique opportunity to speak with these parents and they share some very, very interesting information. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Lila and Frank Kim and Lisa Hendricks. We have Lila and Frank Kim and Lisa Hendricks with us this week. They are all three tennis parents. They all three have worked with Todd Whittem, who my listeners, y'all know Todd. Yeah, he's been on this podcast a million times, but it's so fun to have just the parents on this time. So welcome, all of you. Hi, Lisa. Thanks Thank for you. having us. So I'm going to jump right in. Lila and Frank are actually at the Easter Bowl. Lisa is back home in Kansas, and I am in Atlanta, and so we're just kind of spread out today. But Lila and Frank, I'm going to start with y'all, and I wanted to just ask you, first of all, um, how old and what gender is your child that works with Todd? Mm-hmm. So our oldest is, uh, we have a daughter, she is 13 years old, and we have a son who is 11 years old. And they both work with him. And they both work with him. We're, um, you know, we, they started tennis in Springfield, Missouri, but we're going to be with Todd full time as of um, April. Well, we're going to jump into that because I have lots of questions about that that decision mm-hmm. and, and how your family came to that. I think that's so interesting. And Lisa, how about you? So I have two daughters. One is 13 and one is 16. And they both work with Todd um, on a basis on, on when we can find the time because we are primarily in Kansas City. Got it. And and you guys know each other? Uh, I mean, did you know each other before connecting yes. through Todd? Yes. So Lisa yeah, I and have... I are, are friends. Yes. <laughs> well, that's I nice. will add that I'm very fortunate to be. Lila's friend. I think in the course of this discussion, you will find that a lot of my, a lot of what I've learned, I benefited from Lila's hard work and her experience. Well, I think, yeah, that's going to be interesting to dig into. And, and, you know, this whole idea of tennis parents coming together and forming a community and supporting one another instead of being in competition with one another is a very important part of what Parenting Aces is about. So I think this is going to be awesome. I'm excited to chat more with you guys. So Lila and Frank, I'm going to start with y'all. How did you find Todd? So, um, you know, we moved to Springfield, Missouri from Los Angeles um, when our oldest, uh, Kate, was you know, nine months old, and and she only knows Springfield, Missouri as her as her main home base. And right around when she was nine, almost ten, she started um, picking up tennis and taking some tennis lessons um, in Springfield, Missouri. And um, and as and, and, and about a year or two after she started playing tennis, uh, a friend of a, a tennis pro by the name of Jessica Colden moved to moved to Springfield, Missouri, and um, and she grew up. Um, practicing and playing tennis in South Florida, her and her brother, and with Todd and Pierre. Um, and uh, so we hired her to hit with our daughter on, a, on, on an almost daily basis in Springfield, Missouri. And after a certain while, she started suggesting that perhaps we should um, take our kids somewhere else to further their tennis development. And that's when she informed us of Todd Whittem. So that's how we got to know Todd, through Jessica Colton. 
Okay, and and Jessica felt that as a coach, she just wasn't equipped, or were there not enough kids, or what was the reason? Yeah, she didn't feel like Springfield, Missouri had the type of um, junior tennis um, developments that our kids needed for what we were, for what we wanted for them. So, which was what that we go, which was you know we wanted them to really um, understand their potential um, and be be in, a, in an environment where they can where they can understand their potential and reach their potential and and have someone really just kind of um, teach them not only technically but mentally and and physically and and get them get them to a point where we felt like they could they could reach um that I don't think they would have necessarily reached if we had stayed in in Missouri and how old were the kids when y'all made that choice um so when they were when my daughter was um almost 12 you know we actually um we we met Todd um, somewhere after she turned 12, but we actually moved to Kansas City, Kansas, before we made the decision to come to Todd permanently. We wanted to put them in a in a bigger um, academy um, environment because in Springfield, Missouri, we didn't have that. Uh, it was a very it was a very small group. Um, you know, um, not a lot of um, not a lot of tennis players. Um, so we wanted them to experience kind of the big academy and, and, and have some friends and be social. So we moved to Kansas City, Kansas, and, and we stayed there for about a year and a half. And they were, they were part of a pretty large, uh, well-run um, academy in Kansas City. And then um, just last month, you know, we went to Todd, and we spent one month with Todd and Pierre in Coral Springs. And um, after, after, you know, really just, you know, even before that, I had already made the decision we were going to make the move. But after seeing, you know, just a couple of the sessions with Todd, you know, it was, it was cemented that that was the right thing to do for us. And how were y'all able to take a month away and do that? Because that's, that's a pretty big commitment. Right. So my daughter does um, Stanford Online High School program. So she has you know, she has a pretty flexible schedule. Um, my son was in a brick and mortar school in in, um, in Kansas City. However, um, when I spoke with the school, they said they would just simply disenroll, unenroll him. And if we decide to come back, they would just re-enroll him. But we're going to transition him into an online um, program as well. Um, I homeschooled him for one year when he was like in second or third grade. So we're going to just homeschool him for the rest of the school year and enroll him in an online school starting um, starting next school year. Got it. And if I can ask, and and Lisa, I promise I'm getting to you. Hang on one second. That's fine. (laughs) If I can ask, what are your kids' goals with their tennis? You know, for my daughter, if you ask her now, she will say that she wants to play college tennis. Um, You know, her her goal is, I think, to have as many options as possible in terms of which college she can play at. Um, Academically, she's a very strong student. Um, so, you know, her goal is to play college tennis. My son, who's 11, uh, if you ask him, he'll say, you know, he's definitely interested in, in figuring out whether he wants to play college tennis or go pro. So, you know, he's kind of keeping an open mind about what he wants to do. Um, and I'm just supporting, supporting their, their goals. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Lisa, let's, let's switch gears. So how did you first hear about Todd Widow? Well, as I slightly alluded to earlier, um, I found out from Todd from Lila, and 
Lila is the kind of parent who I find to be on top of most things, um, almost all things. She researches um, prior to almost every decision she makes and um, has a great habit of identifying true value in, in, in tennis as well as in other parts of her life. So I value her opinion. And so when she told me about Todd, I uh, looked him up. He had a couple of podcasts. They may have been through you. I didn't know at the time if I the source of them and uh, relied on really Lila's experience because she had sent her children there first before I did. And um, based on that, I made a decision that I would like to try to get my kids down there and get them exposed to that type of training. And so talk about your your daughter's first contact with him. What was that like? And we showed up, we happened to have, it was right after the uh, beginning of the year this year. And in her high school, they have something called a Jan term, which is your first week back to school. And you can develop an independent study, or it's just a week of classes that you you wouldn't otherwise take. They're not really academic focused. So um, instead of staying here and taking classes, we went down to Todd's for a week. And Todd um, had a lesson with both of them. I think they were nervous. They had heard a lot about the uh, physicality of the clinic from the Kim's children. And they did train a little bit before they went so they could make sure they were in shape. So they were nervous, but Todd was very good with them. Um, He observed them. He had a hour lesson with each one of them prior to them starting his academy. And based on that experience, after they spent the hour with Todd, I think they he was able to make them comfortable, and they were less nervous about going into the academy. And so, what what's so different about what Todd does versus what your children were getting in Kansas City? And I'll ask you both, and Lisa, you can start if you don't mind. Well, uh, first, I am a big believer. I, I, I do believe, and um, and I see it in my old children, own children. They develop a loyalty to a coach, and I think that is good, and that should be fostered. But I also believe in having others, another pro, occasionally look at your child and just identify things that may not have be, been noticed by um, the pro that they are normally with. Um, and I found that while I really do um, – like the academy that they currently are in in Kansas City, that it is one of those bigger academies that is primarily based on private instruction as far as, or private lessons where you receive your individual instructions. And then you go out in the academy and you hit. And I thought it would be great for my girls to go out and every minute that they're on that court to be held accountable for what they're learning. So to not be able to hit a ball into the net and not know why they did it or not being required to go and do it correctly 10 times in a row to kind of change that environment so they could understand the intensity of the tennis instruction that Todd offered, as well as a view into the intensity of the tennis that other juniors are getting um, who are not currently. I, I find this type of tennis either specific to homeschoolers or more often found in the areas where you can play year-round outdoor tennis, right. not necessarily in the Midwest. Gotcha. And I, I neglected to ask you, Lisa, what are your girls' goals for their tennis? I think both of them. Um, my six-year-old was a little late to starting um, and um, is a little late to growing, which presents different issues um, itself. 
but she truly wants to be a college tennis player and failing that just wants to be able to reach to be the best player she can be um and then my now 13 year old just recently turned 13 she wants to be a college tennis player i think uh, she was used to be similar to lila's younger son where at some point they wanted more but i think reality is beginning to uh probably she's getting more acquainted with it as you get with it when as you get older and so she right now is just looking for college tennis is what she would like to play awesome i i to me that's the ultimate goal for any kid getting into the sport. So I'm thrilled to hear that both of your children, both of you have children. I don't know how to say that um, that, that are looking toward playing in college. I think it's, it's an amazing goal and, and offers a lot of gifts. So um, that's fantastic to hear. So Lila and Frank, I'm going to come back to you and Frank, if you want to jump in here, what made you, kind of make that decision that, hey, we're just going to pick up and move the family down to Florida. That's a big decision. You know, I think it is. It is. And at least uh, as a parent, I think our uh, goal is to provide our children with all the tools and resources. And we got to a point where, uh, especially our older child, was uh, seeking something a little more. And perhaps uh, not only uh, her goals were, not only uh, could not be obtained just by our hard work, but also from some guidance and some different directions, perhaps from the coach uh, as well. So we decided, uh, you know, the distance and location shouldn't be an issue. We should be able to relocate at least uh, temporarily until they reach their immediate goals. So that decision wasn't very difficult for us. And, and from a professional standpoint, um, Lila said you went to medical school. I am assuming you're a practicing physician. You know, how has that been? You know, um, I'm an interventional cardiologist and, uh, you know, my uh, professionally, it is demanding and it is difficult to uproot and then we uh, develop a program in another part of the country. So our decision has been the tough, tough aspect of this decision has been what to do with my uh, my career. <laughs> and, sure. Uh, from that, what we have decided is uh, continue um, what has been successful, which is to continue my practice. And uh, this, as uh, I alluded to earlier, this is our temporary uh, phase. This is a phase of our uh, life where um, maybe maybe five years or seven years until our kids are they matriculate in college. But that uh, we're, uh, it is a sacrifice, and for that five to seven years, we decided on uh, for me to continue my career where it has been successful, and for the children and my wife to um, uh, seek a higher level of uh, uh, training and education where the, um, uh, where the location um, such as Florida would provide the best resources for that. So it is a temporary, um, we look at it as a temporary sacrifice. So I, I'm sorry, just for clarity purposes, Frank, are you continuing your medical practice in Kansas City? And, I am. Okay, so y'all, are, so y'all are kind of half and half with each other or right. uh, commuting back and forth? One week off, right? Yeah, okay. so Frank is in Missouri. Frank is in okay. Missouri. Uh, so we have a res. you know, so he's practicing there. And then the kids and I, the kids and I will be in Florida for um, probably three weeks. 
and then one week uh, Frank will either come to us or we'll go we'll go see him or he'll meet us at a tournament things like that gotcha and Lila are you practicing law no okay no, I am my I am my full-time mom yeah, which <laughs> I will attest to when your kid is at that level in the sport, it's it's very difficult if both parents have careers outside the home. Somebody really needs yeah. to be in charge of the tennis. And um, yeah, that's very nice that, that you'll have that, you know, that you can do that. And what about you, Lisa? I mean, are you the primary tennis parent in your household? How does that work? Uh, that's interesting. Um I would say yes. I am the primary tennis. I was a college tennis player, so I think most of the um, the kids kind of look to me to travel with them, and my husband looks to me to make the decisions on their tennis development. Uh, both my husband husband and I are lawyers by education, um, but currently not practicing. So okay. We have flexibility. Both parents being able to travel. Wow, that's really nice, and so. In your time that you've spent with Todd so far, um, Lisa, what have what's been the biggest change you've seen in your daughters, both on the court and off the court? Well, we we just finished about ten days with Todd over our spring break, and then I took I went with the thirteen year olds to a national tournament in Vegas. And the one thing I did see in my daughter, which is emphasized down at Todd's camp, is the target tennis to hit hit in the corners and to develop points and to think about thought selection i saw that um a lot more in my 13 year old and she continued even though she's not as good as she wants to be necessarily at the the shot selection at least executing the shot she can identify it not necessarily can't execute it to the level she wants to but she continued trying, which I think is a necessary step to ultimately develop that skill. And I think she walked out of that camp after, or the academy after 10 days with a level of confidence that she could play a more aggressive tennis. And even when it doesn't work, she could stick to it, knowing in the long run it's going to benefit her. And I, I think that's the breakthrough we, we came away after the 10 days that we were down there. And I had been hoping she would do that because she has a game that ultimately can improve substantially if she follows that course. And so this was her second time with Todd. Is that right? Do you Correct. were there in so, January for a month and then 10 days over spring break? Correct. Well, we were January for a week. Um, oh, just so that first okay. week off school. And then we went down at the beginning of our spring break, which I believe was March 10th or 11th. We, it started on that Monday. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. I'm mixing y'all up. Sorry. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Um, and, and what about your older daughter? What are you seeing well, I, different with her? Well, I was not with her. She was down in Tucson at a national tournament with my husband who could not make this podcast. Okay. So um, I can't really, in my own observation, um, share what we've learned, but I do think that just spending time with Todd and Pierre gives her a certain level of confidence and a broader understanding of uh, of strategies on the tennis court um, that uh, she is in the process of implementing. I think it's going to take a little while longer, but she too gained in, in kind of a broader perspective on the tennis court from having that experience with Todd and Pierre. And what about off the court? Have you noticed any changes in terms of motivation, um, 
passion, desire, excitement, any of that? Well, I've got to say both my girls are, um, they respect the game of tennis. They're willing to work hard and, and they value the lessons, the resilience, the character development that, that comes with tennis. And I think they go down to that academy and particularly knowing the Kims as well as we do and, and sharing the experience among the kids with this healthy respect for Todd and for Pierre and this sense of being lucky to be there. And so I just, I, in, in many ways, even though it's a much more physical academy than they have here in large part, because it doesn't go all day here, they still go to a brick and mortar school. So they only have the afternoons or before school. So um, they don't play tennis all day as they do when they go down with, with Todd. So even though it's a much more physical and intense experience, with them for them they walk away even more determined to try to figure out a way to improve their game just keep playing tennis so it's for me it's all positive going down to todd and pierre sure sure lila and frank i'll ask you all the same question what are you noticing in your children both on and off the court as a result of this time that they've spent down with todd you know, I think for me, the biggest difference I see is really, um, you know, the engagement that I see. Like, I'll talk about my daughter first. Um, she's she's a lot more engaged in the match, you know, on the court. Um, in terms, you know, the the the, the physicality, the, the the mental training, and the technical training. It's just it's just at a different level with Todd. Um, and what I noticed before was, um, you know, she would she would fall into a lot of bad habits you know, during her practices because she wasn't, nobody was correcting her most of the time. Um, and she would get complacent and she would get away with a lot, you know, not moving her feet, for example, or, you know, the intensity wasn't there all the time. And, or she would just, you know, hit, hit like three great shots and think she can just kind of get away with a forest. Okay. Shot, you know, um, so for her, I felt for her, she's a lot more engaged in, in, in a lot more points than she was before. Um, and when she gets off the court, like we were, we spent four weeks with Todd before we came here to the Easter Bowl. Every day when she got off the court, um, the first week was very hard for her physically and with the time change and everything. But after the first week, starting the second week, when she got off the court, I noticed when she got in the car, she was in, she was in a great mood, you know, and, and she and I talked about it and she, I think, you know, she felt a sense of accomplishment. You know, she got off the court, she accomplished something. Um, and she felt good about it. And, um, and she was in a great mood for the rest of the night. And that was something new to me to, to see in her. Because back, 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 in, um, back in Kansas, when she would get in the car and I would ask her, how was tennis today? You know, her response was pretty much indifferent, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an indifferent response. So it, but here, when she gets in the car, she was in a great mood. And, and she was like, did you see that? I did the 10-ball rally, and then I finished it real, you know, in, in, in a real quick amount of time. And there was a sense of accomplishment whenever she got in the car with me at the end of the day training with Todd, uh, which, was, which was great to see. And I think sure. some of that is uh, due to being uh, challenged and uh, accomplishing things that you once were uh, felt a little uncomfortable uh, undertaking. And now that with the added challenge and the accomplishment, I think there's an um, enjoyment aspect that's uh, uh, more noticeable. And uh, we notice that she's uh, enjoying the game. 
and also appreciating the fact that she has an opportunity to participate in in a certain level of competition as well as coaching. So as a parent, it's, uh, it's, it's a real pleasure to witness that. Yeah, that's fantastic. And what about your son? So my son, um, he's, you know, he has a different personality from my daughter. My daughter is a very quiet, um, you know, studious type of a girl, uh, girl. My son is very outgoing, very rambunctious. Um, he, he was, you know, he was, he loves tennis. He loves going on court, but something happened in the last year, year and a half when, when he was in the big, large academy groups, he got a little lost, um, you know, his skills went a little down and, and he had a very difficult time winning, winning any matches in any tournaments that he was in. His confidence level went down. And, and so when he got in the car after his academy drills or whatever, he, you know, and I, I would ask him, you know, how was your day, you know, at tennis? His response was, I sucked. Um, That breaks your heart as a parent. It it, it did because he was such a confident go-getter, you know, um, he was so that that was very um, very you know sad for me. But now you know, but you know, the, in the, with the four weeks with Todd, you know, his phrase of "I sucked," you know, hasn't been coming out of his mouth. It was more like, "Oh, that was hard." But you know, but every day he would he was he was getting better. He was like, "Oh, I completed this drill. I did this." Oh, you know, Todd and Pierce said I did this great shot. So, you know, he's. He's getting he's getting his confidence and his um, joy back, uh, which is great to see. Um, but he knows it's, it's going to be a lot of hard work, um, and I'm just looking forward to his his tennis development. Right. So, for I'll put this to all of you: if a family comes to you, or you you know you're at a tournament and you're you're talking, and they ask you, you know, what helped you make that decision to take your child elsewhere because it's a big decision. It's a, it's a financial investment. It's a time investment. Um, it requires some research. It also requires a lot of balance with your home pro, um, at least in your case, Lisa, and, and initially for, for Lila and Frank, for y'all too. Um, what would you say? What would your answer be to that? You know, I would ask them to just really, yeah, I, I, you know, it just depends on what they want and um, what they're comfortable doing. It's definitely, you definitely have to step out of your comfort zone. You're relocating, you're moving. Um, sometimes parents have to be, you know, separated. They have to be living apart. No, and, 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 you know, before tennis, uh, we were, we we're very much, um, uh, um, we wanted our children to be uh, you know, really academically driven, and which fortunately they both uh, decided that's the right route for them as well. And for tennis, we've made a decision. If if the timing is uh, appropriate and the move is a correct one, uh, we were open to boarding schools for academics, and we were open to all that idea. So as far as uh, relocating for tennis and where my wife could join them, as well, rather than in a boarding school where they're completely separate. It, for us, it was uh, kind of a, it was an easy tra- easier transition than most, I would think. And uh, I think everyone's uh, approach on this will be uh, different. And I think uh, some would, for some, and for many, I would say, this transition would be very difficult. 
Sure, sure. And Lisa, I mean, your family has decided to continue with brick and mortar school and, you know, you're making this work to take them down to Florida uh, to get this training. Can, can you talk about how you would answer the question from another parent, you know, in terms of balancing that? Well, it's interesting you raise that because I'm looking at the summer and when I can't and cannot get there. And I think as parents, we have a lot to balance that even beyond our children. I have my elderly parents who've recently moved here. So there's a lot of things we have to balance. But I do value what um, my parent or my children receive when they they go down there. Um, I think for any parent, regardless, I mean, a parent whose child plays in these national tournaments, particularly in the summer, they're mainly played down in Florida, but even other times of the year, they're played outside. And in the Midwest, we're kind of stuck playing indoors and training indoors. There is value in getting your child down in um, a Florida or California where they can play more outside. They can acclimate to the, to the weather conditions that they're likely to face as they, they play these national tournaments in the summer. So, that bodes for probably getting them, getting them down to a location like Florida. Now, specifically for Todd and Pierre, I feel very lucky to have the opportunity for my children to participate. There is a lot of value in the small academies that, that do hold you, hold you accountable for your training the whole entire time you're out there. And I have mentioned the physicality is tough physically and there's, you've got to be focused on tennis the entire time you're out there. But there's some balance that they have in that academy where even in that environment, the kids are still having fun. Sometimes they may not want to admit it. And I think it's a combination between Todd and Pierre and how they work together. And they push them, but they push them away where they feel like we're all in this together um, and it binds them together. And they really enjoy being held accountable every minutes that they're on that court and mm-hmm. that accountability they take to game. So I, I, they develop this, this sense of being able to focus a little bit longer, be a little more strategic about their games. Um, and, and, and to me, being able to work a little bit harder, um, being able to push yourself just a little bit more, it delivers not only your results on the tennis court, but just a higher commitment to tennis. And I must admit that balance between the brick and mortar school, because ideally if my daughters wanted to be the best tennis players they could be, they would go down and and likely participate full time. And undoubtedly, Todd would be able to get them to a level in that course of training that they likely may not be able to receive here. So it's by exposing them to this, because we do have the ability to move down there if they would like, I, I, I give them kind of broader choices if that's what we want to do as a family and kind of expose them to what we can and can't do. But once again, it's a balance. And for right now, the balance works for us to stay here and in an academically challenging environment for the kids and to train in the best available options we have in Kansas City, which are good. Mm-hmm. And then to go occasionally or when we can down to Todd and Pierre. So let's talk um, details a little bit about how it works when, you guys are down there, Lisa and Lila and Frank. I, I want to ask you a similar question, but your situation is now going to be a little bit different. But Lisa, when you go down with the kids, um, 
where do y'all stay? How, you know, do you rent a car? Like, how does that work? So in the future, we're going to stay with the Kims the whole time we go down. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, so we did. Uh, Airbnb. <laughs> yeah, there are VRBO. You can do that. We are Marriott members. When we went down in January, we basically stayed at the uh, Marriott on our points. You know, that is a challenge. And it's really looking for the, the rentals. There's a new residence in that I booked down for the summer that will go down there. Um, and because we, like, because we do use Marriott a lot, um, we tend to be able to get some nights for free. And you, you do, you have to rent a car. It's not really a place you can Uber that well around it. And depending on where you get your rental, you could be in North, um, Fort Lauderdale. So that's mm-hmm. quite the drive each day. And the kids have breaks during the day. So they'll train in the morning and they have a pretty substantial break for lunch. So you want to go spend some time with them and let them rest and then bring them back. So you, you need a, a vehicle to make that convenient. Um, but that is hard. You have to plan ahead on ticket pricing. Of course, I find Southwest to be the best because they're the most flexible with changes. But it is it, it is a financial commitment um, for which we are see, are getting value on, on our family has made a decision that we are getting value on the commitment that we make. But logistically, you just have to plan ahead. And I work with Todd and Pierre. I'll send my dates. They'll make sure that they can uh, accommodate us during that period of time. And it's usually a couple months in advance. And then um, I'll make the arrangements. Gotcha. And then what do you do while the kids are training? Like, I mean, your social life, I'm assuming, is in Kansas. Well, fortunately, because the Kims are there. So um, I must admit that, uh, so this time we had another gentleman who was going to join us um, on this podcast, but couldn't because of a work conflict. He had his son and they were from Richmond. He was down there. And then there's a young girl from Australia that's also in that a camp. And the parents were able to sit down and talk. And I must admit, I enjoyed it every morning. I think we all enjoyed it. And we would usually talk for about an hour and then run an errand, then come back, get the children on many occasions. We all went to lunch together. And then came back. I had a, a college-age daughter came down. We we just kind of walked, did exercise in the afternoon. But you're pretty much, at least in my case, you're pretty much dedicated to your kids' tennis. And that's what's defining your day when you're down there. Right. And Lila and Frank, I mean, I, I'm i so curious about this move because I, I know I keep saying this. It's, it's a big uh-huh. family commitment. Um, and it's not yeah. something that a family decides – on the spur of the moment, I'm sure. I'm sure there was a lot of conversation that went into this and a lot of planning. And so, you know, from a nuts and bolts standpoint, now are are you guys um, are y'all renting a house down there? Did you did you purchase mm-hmm. a place? Yeah. How is how is that going to work? Oh, so I um, I am leasing a three bedroom apartment, um, you know, in Coral Springs. Um, so, yeah, we'll be staying in an apartment um, and, um, you know, and then we'll see down the line, you know, if we need to purchase something or not. Um, but that's what I did uh, also as well before I moved to Kansas. You know, we rented an apartment. You know, we tried we tried out the academy. We checked out the town and, and things like that. And then we ended up purchasing a home in Kansas City because, you know, we just love the area. So um, I always start off with a rental to see, to get a lay of the land, you know, first. So yeah, we I did sign a rental, um, a lease agreement, a fourteen mm-hmm. month lease agreement. So, 
wow. we'll just start from there. Mm-hmm. And and are you starting to make some connections in the community down there? Um, you know what? No, no. Um, you know, like Lisa said, you know, my focus is going to be on the kids. You know, their academics, their tennis. There really isn't a lot of time to be social. You know, before they started their tennis um, tennis uh, um, activity, you know, I was you know I was involved in a lot of social. Um, activities back in Springfield, Missouri. Uh, but after they started tennis, it was just not possible. I didn't have the time. So yeah, I don't expect to be out and about doing much. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to be working on your tan. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, so is for both of you, is working with Todd and Pierre a commitment that you plan on continuing with until your children are done with junior tennis or is it a shorter term commitment or do you just not know at this point? You know, for us, our plan, and I told this to Todd, is for the kids to be with them until they go off to college. And then, and then we'll see from there what they want to do after college. But we, uh, our current goal, our plan is to stay with them until they go to college. Yes. And Lisa? So, um, with respect to my 16-year-old, I, at this moment, see it being um, a relationship where we take her down when we can. In the summers and her breaks, that could change. But based on our current discussion, I see that. Now, with respect to the 13-year-old, I see um, other possibilities that, particularly once the 16-year-old got out of high school, there could be something um, similar to the Kim that um, a decision we can make. Gotcha. That would take us down there full time. Gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, I, I just, I think it's so exciting for your kids and how lucky they are to have all of you as their parents and, you know, to have this opportunity. Um, I, my audience knows how I feel about Todd. I just think he's fantastic. And I think his, the work ethic that he holds himself accountable for and also holds his players accountable for is second to none. And I, I, you know, I think it shows when these kids get out on the court, as you've both alluded to, you know, just the, the way that your kids are now more engaged in their matches, more focused when they're on the court. Um, that comes as a result of having a coach that instills that in them. There, there's no time for messing around. Right. One other thing I was going to mention, even when there was a time where we rented the, uh, uh, the apartment together, our home, when we were staying with the Kims in the last couple of days we were there, but even watching the kids as they watched Indian Wells and they had, they analyzed the tennis based on what they were learning from Todd and Pierre. So, I mean, the engagement is across the board. They take it off the court. Yeah. And and I thought that was neat to see them think in that way. And another thing I was going to add is, you know, very uh, frequently in Todd's academy at the end, they'll play each other and sometimes they'll not get the results they want, but never once do my kids walk off wondering who they won or lost to. They took whatever in that inner academy kind of play it was always about how I played it, how I played the point, how I got to the net, how I did that. It wasn't, oh my gosh, I didn't beat somebody or what. It was more about how I played versus a result. Because I think often when you train a lot with one person, you kind of keep the score. And it was it was enjoyable to see the kids walk away from that and just kind of look and think about how they play. So it's more about process rather than outcome. 
it is, and, and that helps when you have Pierre reminding you um, behind the point and sometimes uh, very vocal ways, but um, the kids really enjoyed it. I mean, they really enjoyed being reminded. They enjoyed being able to focus on the process. I think that's a huge lesson for especially teenagers who, you know, let's face it, being a teenager is really difficult and parenting one is even more difficult. Um, And so to get them away from wins and losses and thinking more about, did I do this the way I've been trained? That's huge. You know, I think. Go ahead. Lila, I interrupted you, so I didn't want to. Oh no, no, I totally agree. I think I think Todd has a very special thing going on. Um and we are so fortunate that 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 we met him through our friend Jessica. I mean, I had no idea that something like that even was out there. Um you know, there there's absolute 100% active coaching going on all throughout the day in his in his group. And I think I think peer groups and environment is so important, especially especially when your child is going through the teenage years. I totally agree. And I and I love the fact that my kids are in a group with like-minded, you know, kids, you know, who are there, who are committed, who have, the, you know, who are there to, you know, to play and to, to learn, you know, um, and it's 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 great. It's it's exactly, you know, what I was trying to um, emulate for my daughter back in Kansas. Um, you know, I you know I transitioned her out of the big groups actually, and she was hitting us doing a lot of one-on-one hitting with pros. And things like that, which which was which had its benefits, but I still wanted her to be with a group of kids, you know, who had the same mentality of you know of training, you know, and 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 Todd has that group, so I think environment is extremely important. I think peer group is extremely important, and I want her to be surrounded by that, um, especially in this stage of her life where she's 13 and she is going through that teenage years. And and another thing is, you know, I I, I just want to be a parent. I don't want to be a, a, a tennis coach to her, you know, you know, when, when they step off that court, I want to be their mother. I want to, you know, you know, give them, feed them, you know, take care of them. I don't want to be telling them, Oh, you didn't move your feet as much, you know, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So right. um, I'm really looking, I'm really looking forward to that, to just handing over the tennis aspect 100% to Todd and, um, and just going to tennis tournaments and watching her and, you know, and just enjoying it as a parent. Well, let's get into that a little bit because you bring up a really good point, Lila. And Lisa, I'll be anxious to hear your take on this, having grown up playing as well. You know, as parents, unless we have 100% trust in the coach that Mm -hmm. our child is working with, we Mm -hmm. have to be, you know, we have to say those things if we don't trust that the coach is taking care of his or her side of things, right? Because we're there to make sure our children are, are achieving their highest potential, whatever that is. Um, And so I would love for y'all to talk about this whole idea of being able to let go of that. Um, And Lila, you touched on it, but I'd, I'd love to get a little deeper into that. And Lisa, let's start with you having grown up as a player, you know, what does that feel like? And when you say that, you mean entrusting the development to someone else? Is right. Having having 100% trust in the coach so that you don't feel the need to comment on what's happening on the tennis court. 
Well, you know, I, I think um, I think that element to be the best tennis parent you can be is absolutely necessary. And I've been fortunate that for my older daughter, I she formed a relationship with a coach here in Kansas City that's been with her since she started, and she probably started in fifth or sixth grade. And she has an incredible amount of loyalty herself and trust, and that has worked very well for us. And we're fortunate in so much as he is very open to what I perceive would help Randy grow. And if that includes supplementing with Todd, he he is very open. We're both on the same page Mm -hmm. that what we want ultimately is for her to be able to go out there and be the best tennis player that she can be. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think when you don't have that, and I think what Lila was saying is, is that you almost expend too much energy and time um, trying to fix things that really shouldn't be your responsibility to fix. Exactly. Um, exactly. And that gets you, I mean, I think tennis parents, we have to watch out. I mean, how much we care and, and we should care a lot, but there's a role for us and we just have to respect where, what that role is. And through the combination of Todd and what I have in Kansas city, I've been very fortunate that I can sit back and kind of enjoy my kids development. Now I, for those parents listening, it's all, it's not, all rosy. It's all not just straight up. We have our ups and our downs. My six-year-old daughter, who's late to growing and late to tennis, she's she's in one of her downs right now, and we're just working our way through it. So it's all not perfect. But if I can just be her parent in that process, it makes life a lot easier for everyone. And I've well, been able to achieve that with Todd and our um, coach here. Right. And I mean, I have talked a lot over the years about, you know, what is the role of the tennis parent? You know, what's appropriate for us to say and do in that role? And it all boils down to, as you said, when you have that trust in the coach, you can be the best tennis parent that you can be. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But if you don't have that trust in the coach, it's very Mm -hmm. difficult to be your best tennis parent. Right. Right. So Lila, Lila, was that a shift for y'all? Yes, it was. You know, with my daughter, you know, I'm a very, I'll admit, I'm a very demanding parent. Um, I ask a lot and, you know, and it really affected my relationship with, with my daughter. Um, you know, we were arguing a lot. She was rebel. She, you know, she went through her rebelling stage, you know, doing things just to go against what I'm saying. You know, she, you know, it it affected our relationship in a in a negative way, absolutely. And it was there was a lot of damage done. And so now I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to um, repairing a lot of that damage in our relationship that occurred because of all my tennis nagging, as she calls it. Um, you know, because I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna just leave that to leave that to Todd. Um, like yesterday, she lost. Last day, she lost her second um, second match in the back draw. And, you know, I don't know if it was two months ago, you know, I probably would have said something, you know, nagging to her, but, you know, but I didn't yesterday. I said to her, I said, you had a, you had a good tournament, good job. And, and we enjoyed the rest of the evening and, um, and I was able to let it go because, because I knew that, um, yes, I totally, you know, trusted Todd to coach her. Yeah. I think that's big and that's worth a, a, a real lot. Um, I don't think you yeah. can put a price tag on it. Um, and, and I, I want to just point out to the listeners too, that, you know, this is 
we're talking to two families that are working with Todd Whittem and, you know, this is awesome. One of the things that makes Todd's facility and his academy so awesome is the fact that he limits the number of kids that can be there at any one time that he's working with. And he is very big on personalized instruction, um, you know, personalized coaching Pierre too. And I mean, Todd learned it from Pierre because Pierre was his coach. And so, I mean, this isn't a situation that I am encouraging every single person listening to this podcast to put your child into. It's not the right situation for every family or for every child, but for those who are seeking something like this out, I thought it was really important to have these two sets of parents talk about their experience. And um, for both of you, Lisa and Lila and Frank, I, you know, how many kids are there with your kids when they go down? I mean, let's, let's talk hard numbers here. So the listeners really understand what kind of environment Todd has created. I didn't really count them, maybe nine max. It changes. Um, there are some kids who come in seasonally. Um, there are some kids who come to the morning clinic and not the afternoon clinic. Um, another thing to point out that is fantastic is that they they hire hitting pros um, for the kids. So um, there, you know, sometimes there are, I think as uh, many as three or four hitting pros there that that hit and rally and play points out with with the with the players there, which is fantastic. And, and what does that mean? Um, like a college kid or a former pro or. Who are yeah, these like people? A, I think yeah, I think a couple of them are former pros. Um, a couple of them um, have played college tennis um, and are doing this part time. Um, so yeah, that's 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 how I understand it as. Um, and you know, and and another thing is the number of the number of players on a court. Um, back home, you know, one time I counted, it can be anywhere from eight to ten kids on one court. Um, with Todd, at most, it's um, I've seen it's two on one, and usually the third the third member is is one of the hitting pros. Um, wow! So it's fantastic. Yeah, it's fantastic. At most, I've seen two on one. I think on a court. Lisa, has that been your experience as well? Yes, that was experience while we were down there. There was another family visiting for the first week, but not the second, and I don't think. A person was at it, but it, it, it was somewhere around nine. And Lila's absolutely right that at all times you were either hitting with Pierre, Todd, or hitting Pro. Um, and it provided the level of, of hitting and power and collection of shots that I think we all want our children to be exposed to and, and to be practicing with. Right, right. And as we're winding down here, the last thing I would love to touch on is the fitness component of the training down there. Because Todd posts a ton of videos on Facebook, and um, and oh. I, I he always tags me, so I love seeing those. Uh, these kids are working really hard in their off court fitness training. Can you? both talk a little bit about how your kids responded to that and was that something new for them? Oh, for my kids, this is Lila. It was absolutely new for them. You know, I remember the first time I met Todd and we went there um, for a lesson with Pierre and, and I was like, Oh, my kids are in great shape. They're very athletic. 
oh my goodness, my daughter had the biggest blister on the bottom of both her feet, um, and she couldn't walk for days. Oh um, no! She never moved. She never moved her feet that much in her life. Um, and then so, and then the last month, the four weeks that we spent with him, she went. She burned through three pairs of shoes, tennis shoes. Um, and, you know, blisters on both feet again, but we were prepared this time. So, you know, we had a lot of tools with us to help her with that. Um, yeah, just a, you know, just a lot of movement, a lot of movement. And and what about the non-tennis fitness stuff that they do? Yeah, you know, the, uh, she's, it's, it's all about, I think the endurance aspect of it is so important and the endurance aspect of it outdoors which is, you know, back in Kansas, we do a lot of indoor tennis, um, and it's just different. It, it cha- You have to acclimate back and forth, back and forth so many, ta- so many times, and it takes so long for my kids to acclimate from indoor to outdoor and from outdoor to indoor. So training outdoors, I think it's fantastic. I think it requires a lot more from you um, as an athlete, um, and it was it – was, um, if she hadn't gone to Todd for four weeks, I don't think she would have made it here physically uh, up until yesterday. And how about you, Lisa? How about what are you seeing with your kids? So once again, we got the benefit of Liza, our Lila's wisdom and experience, and we're forewarned about the blisters. So <laughs> Lila and I both bought my kids socks that prevented them. Um, but I've got to say, my kids do operate a certain level of fitness. They they train tennis. Uh, several hours a day. We're a very active family, um, and we do a lot of physical activity. So they were they they knew it would be challenge. They would be challenging. They did do some extra fitness prior to going, so they'd be prepared. But they really enjoyed the level of physical activity that they had in um, the academy, and they had a professional come in, Thomas, who would train them on on certain drills to improve their strength and my daughters all wrote them down when we went to our next move they were there trying to replicate what they learned and overall i i just think the way they approach fitness and uh incorporated into not only to the tennis but outside the tennis is a really good mix and really prepares a kid and and really kind of lets the kid know whether or not they're this is what they're ready for it it, it, it not every kid's going to respond well necessarily, but I think you need to be able to respond well to do that level of training. And that'll help you kind of self-identify if if it is something you want. Right, right. Well, I want to thank all three of you for coming on and sharing your experience, your children's experiences with Todd and Pierre. And, you know, I, I feel like it's just so valuable to hear from people directly who have gone down there and worked with him. And, you know, again, it's not for everybody. It's not for every kid. It's not for every family. Um, there are certainly many, many uh, other coaches out there that are doing similar great work with kids. And, you know, I just, I have a, a relationship with Todd. And, and so I thought this would be a really fun podcast to do to, to actually talk to the parents that, that have interacted with him. If families are interested, I'll, I'll ask you both. Uh, would you be open to fielding a phone call or an email from a family with questions? Oh yeah. That's totally fine with me. I would love that. 
And Lisa? totally fine with me, awesome. Yes. Okay, awesome. So um, I will have their contact information in the show notes. So make sure you check out parentingaces.com if you want to speak with either Lila or Lisa further about what their experience has been and, and maybe ask some questions as you make a decision about what to do with your child. But uh, again, thank you all three, Lisa Hendricks, Lila and Frank Kim for being on the podcast. And it's just been great talking with y'all. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Lisa. And to my audience, thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll catch you next time on Parenting Aces. I'm Lisa Stone, and you've been listening to the Parenting Aces podcast. For tennis parents, by a tennis parent. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll share the podcast with your tennis community. For all the information you need to navigate the junior and college tennis journey, be sure to check out ParentingAces.com.